I'm doing good. How are you? I'm I'm hanging in there. Can you tell me all the things? It's been a long journey. So I guess if I go back to the beginning, um, I started trying to conceive in 2008. So 14 years ago. <laughs> oh my gosh! And um, I was 29 at the time. Okay. So that was actually with my ex-husband. And, you know, I went off the pill, started trying to conceive, didn't think it would be an issue, and then nothing happened. But, of course... Were you always on the pill before, just because... Well, yeah, so I didn't... Yeah, okay. I was was on the pill for 12 years prior to that, because obviously I didn't want to get pregnant. Yeah, okay. Um, Little did I know that wasn't going to be an issue. Yeah. (laughs) Well... My daughter, for instance, we got her an IUD um, kind of on the early side, like at 16, because her periods were so incredibly bad. Yeah, I was just making sure that the birth control was for what it's supposed to be for. Yeah, yeah, definitely was. So um, when I went off the pill and then I wasn't getting a period and obviously, you know, if you're not ovulating, you're obviously not going to get pregnant. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, something's not right here. Like, and I was bleeding a little bit here and there, you know, getting light periods, but they really weren't periods. But I didn't know that at the time. I was very naive, I think, to all of that. So it took me actually nine months to get a real period after I stopped taking the pill. Okay. And I didn't know there was an issue, you know, people tell me, oh, well, it takes a while after you come off the pill to regulate. Yeah. Yeah. So after, I don't know, I want to say about a year of trying to conceive and obviously that didn't work. I talked to my doctor, uh, my OBGYN when I was in for an annual exam and he's like, oh, well, I'll just, you know, if you're not ovulating, you know, I'll just give you Clomid, you'll ovulate and we'll get you pregnant. Okay. Well, that that sounds easy. Yeah, it sounded great, and I yeah. did ovulate, yeah. but I wasn't getting pregnant. Huh. So he referred me to... Um, How long where did you try the Clomid thing? Three months. Okay. Um, so then he referred me to um, the clinic that was actually just right next door to his office at that time. And, um, you know, they did all the, the blood work, ultrasounds, things like that. And that's when they diagnosed me with PCOS. Hmm which I had no idea what that was at that time. And, you know, this was, I want to say 2009. You're a tiny little thing too. I mean, you're a petite. If you were going by the stereotypes that you hear about PCOS, I would never in a million years look at you and go, oh, she probably has PCOS. You know, that's probably her problem, you know? And so it's, it's really interesting. Well, and that was the issue too, especially back then, because I remember um, talking to a nurse at my OBGYN's office and I told her I had PCOS and she said, well, you don't look like you have PCOS. Well, (laughs) yes, I do. Sorry, I was diagnosed with this. Yeah. Um, But 
but it was like back then and I, I'm like talking about this like it was like many, many years ago and, you know, really wasn't all that long ago. You're talking about 13 years ago. They wow. didn't have as much literature out on it as what they're starting to have now. So like I just start researching this, of course, like I do. Yeah. And it talks about, you know, all these issues. Well, you have to lose weight. You have to eat healthier. And that's how you're going to, you know, overcome some of the, the symptoms of PCOS and things like that. And I'm like, well, at that point in my life, I weighed 98 pounds. Oh, I'm like, how, how am I supposed to lose weight? I'm, I'm barely. Yeah, and you know, five, are you over 5'2 even or are you 5'2? No, I'm 5'1. Five 5'1. One. Five one. Okay. Well, just making sure because usually not like 98 pounds. I mean, you usually they, you aren't very tall, you know, to, <laughs> to pull that off. Yeah. So yes. I mean, I'm, I'm very so, tiny. I have, yeah. I have a very yeah. small frame. Yeah. Um, you know, like my wrists are like the size of like a 10 year old child. Oh, God. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, so I was, I was barely in my weight range. Like if I had lost a pound, I'd be like underweight. So, so I'm like, how do I navigate this? And like, you know, the doc, my doctor at that time, the reproductive endocrinologist really didn't say much. And he's like, well, you know, when people have PCOS, sometimes we'll put them on metformin and I'm like, but I'm not diabetic. Like, I don't, I don't understand what you mean. And at that point I was really struggling with low blood sugar. Um, I would get really jittery and it would just like, every time I got my levels checked, they'd be really low. Does metformin help your situation that you were having? So at that time I I chose not to go on it because I was like, I just assumed it was going to lower my blood sugar anymore. And I was already having these issues with low blood sugar. So, um, but I did actually go on it. So fast forward to a couple of years ago when I was seeing a different reproductive endocrinologist, he did, um, offer that to me. And at that point I was like, sure. Why the hell not? Yeah. <laughs> so at this point, when you started taking metformin, were you remarried or? Yeah. I called my husband, but technically we're <gasps> okay. not married together for about eight years. Okay. Yeah. When did you switch kind of partners? Did that ever become an issue? Like, do you think that could have been an issue? Um, so, yes. Yes and no. I yeah. mean, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting because my, my previous partner, my first husband, even though I'm technically not remarried, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was, um, he had a minor sperm issue, but like his count was good. His motility was good. It was, his morphology was slightly low, but okay, the doctors well. weren't too concerned about that. So, um, but then this, like my, my current partner, he has major sperm issues, like low count, low motility, low morphology, but we hadn't, we had no idea because I was getting pregnant very easily with him, but just mm. um, miscarrying. So oh. it's it's interesting because now that I know what I know about all the testing that I've had, yeah. I feel like there were probably some compatibility issues that was preventing me from getting pregnant. So, okay. So um, you have been trying, I know, for a couple years that I know of. And mm-hmm. you, I know there was quite like a dry spell for you. Yeah. I want to say you were doing IVF every month. That's what it felt like. Cause you always had, I swear, like t- 10 <laughs> follicles, but you were just doing a little tiny bit of letrozole. 
you know, and stuff, right? I was doing, I had done a couple cycles of letrozole. And then I was doing injectables, but I was doing yeah. very low doses, yeah. doses because that was my other issue. So even though I'm 43, my AMH is still ridiculously high, which is in part due to my PCOS. Yeah. But from what like my doctors had had explained to me that it should have come down by now, huh. but it's it's not. So. <laughs> Okay. Well, I mean, on the one hand, you still have a lot of eggs. Um, you 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 did do IVF in there somewhere as well. Yes. Yeah. So I'll I'll kind of go back to that. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. My no, no, that's okay. Do, it's sparked, fine. So it's no. Don't even worry about it. I'm sure I'll have beeping and something going wrong somewhere. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. I have three dogs. So if, if one's not barking, the other ones will be. Well, so. everybody loves dogs, but... so. <laughs> yeah. Well, my husband just grabbed him, so I'm going to kind of go back a little bit, kind of yeah. get us up to date here. So I tried for um, like six years, five or six years with my ex husband to get pregnant. Never happened. We ended up divorcing you know, which is probably a good thing. <laughs> we yeah. didn't have any kids. And then about six months later is when I met my, I called my, like I said, my husband, my current husband, but he's not. Technically. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, we had been together for a few years before we even thought about trying. And honestly, I had told him that I couldn't have kids. I was like, mm. you know, I have PCOS. I tried, like, it's just, it's, it's not, you know, possible. Oh. Like, you know, I, I told him that up front when we first started dating because, like, you know, I wanted that to be out in the open. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I had been off the pill for a while. But then I I actually went back on the pill before I had started dating him because I was, at that time, I was a teacher. Mm-hmm. And um, when you have PCOS and you have very irregular cycles, that is not ideal when you only have certain times of the day that you can have bathroom breaks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I went back on the pill because I just needed that regular cycle. I needed to know yeah. when it was coming. Yeah, that would drive me just absolutely nuts. Absolutely mm-hmm. nuts. Yeah. Oh. So it had. Um, I was on it for a few years, and then I actually switched jobs where I was um, teaching in um, in like a a program for students that have dropped out of high school. Oh. So I didn't have that, you know, that high school schedule. I could go to the bathroom whenever I wanted. So yeah. <laughs> at that point, I was like... <laughs> I was just I was thinking just... about teacher bladder today. I was like, I, I was thinking in my head when I was going to the bathroom. I was like, I used to be able to hold my bladder with the best of them. And now I can't even make it to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel some days. I'm uh, like, I'm, I'm jumping up every hour to go to the bathroom at work. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I was like, I, I don't want to take the pill anymore. Like... The, the funny thing with the birth control pill with me is I, I was on it for years, but I constantly had to change the pill that I was on because after about a year or two, I'd start getting weird side effects. And then when I would change the pill and change like the, the hormones, uh-huh. then I was okay. So, like really hormonal side effects and stuff like yes. that, like very sensitive to it. Cause I am sort of that way as well. So I was always getting off birth control or switching or 
But in my case, I was younger and I would just get pregnant every time I'd get off of it or switch. But but I, I'm the same way. I don't like it. I just live with the side effects, though, when, when I, you know, mm-hmm. when I did. Yeah. So I got to a point where I was just like, screw it. Like, oh. I just, you know, I don't I don't want to do it anymore. And I don't, yeah. you know, I don't need to have that those regular cycles anymore. So yeah. whatever. Um, so I went off the pill. And lo and behold... The first month I get pregnant, wow. which is the weirdest thing, you know, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't get pregnant all those years. And then I get pregnant the first month. I come wow. Which I didn't even think I was going to ovulate. And how old were you at that time? 39. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. that, that's a happy surprise. It was. Yeah. Until yeah. I miscarried. Yeah. Um, and then not so much, but, um, you know, it's interesting because with the whole PCOS thing, I was, I, I just didn't expect to ovulate, but obviously I ovulated like two weeks after I stopped that pill, I ovulated. I wonder if it acted like some sort of like a hormonal withdrawal or something and it kicked you into ovulation. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like some weird, I don't know, drop in a hormone. I don't know. Well, and the funny thing is, I almost think it's because my, my hormones changed as I got older with like, you know, like my testosterone levels dropped. And I think that's what kind of helped me to start ovulating on my own because since then. Your testosterone was pretty high, right? Yeah. Yes. It was very high years ago. My testosterone, my DHEA, um, you know, it just through the roof, but I have not missed a period. I've not missed a period since I've been off the pill. Wow. Um, so my, yeah, what the, the first time in my life this has ever happened, but now I have regular cycles. Wow. Um, I get a period every month. Now, granted, my cycles aren't, you know, like on the dot. Like I know yeah. some people like every 28 days, that's not how mine are. Yeah. You know, one month I'm, it might be 28 days. One might, one month it might be. 32 days one month it might be 30 days but it's always yeah. between like 28 and 33 days that's like, really yeah. nice i mean now i mean at yeah. least finally mm-hmm. yeah, so but kind of like a slap really. in the face too it's oh, like know, here right? here have a normal period when you're 40 here you go well exactly and now like knowing how high my literally just had my amh tested last month and it was 7.35 like Jeez. you know and <laughs> It has not really come down. Two years prior to that, it was a nine, you know, Gosh. 8.92. Um, so it's still up there. I'm wow. probably never going to go through menopause. Jeez. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so it's like, I feel like I'm going to be getting my period when I'm 60 and then it's going to piss me off. Jeez. <laughs> well, maybe it means that your hormones will be like perfect from now until you're 44, 45. It's just, yeah, it's just crazy how things work out. Um, but yeah, so I, where was I going with that? I just lost my train of thought. That's okay. I, <laughs> I, I do all day. Um, let's see. Um, we were talking about PCOS and. Yes. But now my, like all my levels are, are good. Like, you know, as far as like what they check for PCOS, like. Um, and I was never insulin resistant. I know a lot of women with hmm. PCOS are insulin resistant. I was never insulin resistant. Hmm. But again, I have this lean PCOS, which is just metabolically different from classic PCOS. So it's, you know. Lean it, it just, PCOS. Interesting, yeah. yeah. 
yeah, it just functions differently. You know, like I said, I don't, I don't gain weight. Like a lot of people really struggle with keeping weight no, off. Oh, I wonder if opposite. Yeah. I mean, I just don't think many people know about lean PCOS. Do you? I, I don't think they do either because it was always like years ago. It was, especially when I was first diagnosed with it, it was like, basically, well, we don't know what to do with you, you know, but now like, you know, um, now that more research has been done on it now that it's out there more often and they, a lot of doctors, not all, but yeah. a lot of doctors actually like, you know, work with women with PCOS will know that, you know, you don't have to be overweight. Um, yeah, PCOS because I know because, like, a lot of women. Oh crap. Now I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, you start well. with a lot of women, a lot of women. Um, yeah. A lot of women. That's for sure. And that's all you're going to get because I've totally forgot. So if it's important, I'll remember. <laughs> it's all good. It happens. Um, my brain like goes all over the place and I had a day today. So like my oh. brain's going from like here to there all the way over. I'm going to p- compare myself to you for a minute. Okay. I know I'm not really working outside the house yet, but I'm trying to, you know, pack and, and the baby's sick. And I'm like, I, I have a hundred lists in my head. And when you're like that in that mindset, it's really hard to remember what you're talking about or remember what you went into the room for. Or Yeah. It's really difficult when you're thinking about a lot of stuff mm-hmm, and your, absolutely. your job. I mean, I'm sure you're constantly in overdrive in your head and your other stuff going on in your life. Yeah, it gets tough sometimes, but I, you know, you gotta, gotta just take a step back and try to keep it on track. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So that first miscarriage, what did they... So I went to my eight week um, ultrasound because, you know, they they don't see it till you're eight weeks and um, they're like, oh, well, it doesn't look like you're eight weeks. Um, Looks like you're much earlier, maybe five weeks. And I'm like, no. And they're like, well, yeah, it, like there's, there's no, if you were eight weeks, we'd have oh. a heartbeat. We'd be able to, you know, we'd be able to see all this, this and that. And I'm like, oh. okay. I said, so I will tell you this. <laughs> I'm like, I know when I got that positive pregnancy test, I said, and I know when I had sex, because the funny thing about that is that month, my husband was working like. 12 hour days every single day he was flipping a house and he was trying to get it done and get on the market we literally had sex like twice that month (laughs) yeah no i mean yeah you know (laughs) well yeah and i wasn't trying to conceive that's the thing so that's like oh yeah you know at that point i wasn't yeah but you still knew yeah but i I knew when i had sex and one of the days like i know exactly when i conceived because we had it was weird. It was like a, a March snowstorm, okay, which we don't get many of them here in, you know, southeastern PA. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It was mid-March snowstorm. It was huge. Um, and they closed my my office so I didn't have to go into work. Um, so we were home that day. Wow. And that was, well, then, you, yeah. That the I mean, that's the baby-making day. <laughs> Yes. So, so I knew exactly when it was. So I was like, no, like I knew right then and there. And they're like, well, we'll, we're going to bring you back next week and see if there's, you know, you know, see if there's any growth. But I had already known. I I, I did go back the following week, but I had already known. So that first pregnancy then, were you kind of all bliss? I mean, were you pretty guarded? 
I was in bliss. You know, I was really excited. Thankfully, I I didn't tell anybody. So nobody knew about it, um, you know. But but I I certainly didn't expect that to happen, you know. I talked to the doctor, you know, and at that point it was like a, I, I was, I saw uh, a different doctor in my doctor's office, not the one I typically do. And she's like, you know, this happens sometimes, you uh, know, it's probably not ever going to happen again, you know, but it's common for someone to have a, a miscarriage, but the chances of it happening again are very slim, like, uh, you know, one to 3%. Yeah. So, okay. Did that, so, I imagine that that would sort of light a fire in you like, okay, this, you know, this can happen now. <laughs> Well, it did. Yes, absolutely. That's what like started everything. So yeah. it took a long time. I, I we had to use misoprostol to to in, induce that miscarriage, uh-huh. um, and that just screwed me up. Like I bled for a month straight. Um, I didn't get a period for like two and a half months oh, after gosh. that. So that was a whole ordeal. That is a so nightmare. The, mm-hmm. So by the time that actually got through all my system and then we started trying again wasn't till well technically wasn't till September of that year so we I miscarried in May um didn't get didn't get my period till the end of July but we didn't start trying until September because in August of course the, the week that I was ovulating I was um visiting my mother out of state so so that didn't happen. So September, we started trying. Um, that's rough, having to wait that long. Because, I mean, that's I one of the things that can make you at least feel somewhat human again is, okay, I'm just going to keep trying and, you know, focus on that. But when that's put on hold, that's hard. Mm-hmm. And that's a long yes. time. Yeah. It is. And every time I have a miscarriage, it's like a, a big ordeal afterwards. Yeah. So I don't like actually like get a real period. For and that's months, something, but... you know, people don't understand either when you're trying to conceive. It's like, you know, oh, you had a loss. OK, just just try and keep going. And just like you described, I mean, what, five, five whole months went by before you could even try again. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's and when, yeah. you're, when you're almost 40. That's a long time. That's a that's a very long time. Yeah. So we had started trying in September, and this time it took us a couple months. I got a positive test on Christmas Day, um, but still not bad for 39, just a couple months. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was, of course, so excited. Christmas Day, until, yeah. Mm-hmm, until I started getting my blood work back and my progesterone levels were low. Really? So, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then um, I was kind of irritated with my doctor at that time because he waited a while to put me on the the suppositories. What was it at? The first number was, oh, God, let me see if I can think. I want to say 12. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. And then the second number was like... 10 or 11 so it went right, it was yeah. lower um and then we tested it again and then it was down to eight and that's when they gave me the um prescription for it yeah i don't know about the progesterone being low thing i know there's such a controversy about it i do know a lot of 
what I read, most women that do have a low progesterone pregnancy issue is like six, seven. I think that is pretty darn low. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So he did put me on them. Um, by that point, I was oh already like six weeks. Oh. And um, I was on them for like another week and um we were still checking my blood work and then all of a sudden my hcg levels just stopped rising like they were supposed to so i knew that was a i knew it was coming those losses were close together Mm -hmm. yeah so that one i miscarried on my own but then this is when the, the doctor referred me to another reproductive endocrinologist. So this is a different one now than okay. what I had went to years ago with my ex-husband because that one actually was out of business at that okay. point. Um, so I'm, I'm, I miscarried on my own, but then, of course, when I get to this reproductive endocrinologist, this new doctor, and they do an ultrasound, they're like, well, you got, you got something going on in there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm like... What do you mean? No kidding. They're like, like, it looks like you have leftover tissue in there. Oh. I'm like, all right. So they were, I don't know, putting all kinds of things up there because they wanted to do a biopsy on my my uterus, but then they saw this. So he's like, "Ah, I think it's just like like some tissue or a clot. I'll just Uh. mess around with it and see if we can get it out. Okay. Sounds awful. Oh, it was awful. Um, it was awful there. And then the next day I just started like hemorrhaging, like oh bleeding, like ridiculously. So I had to go back in there and then he was like, well, you need a DNC. Oh my gosh. Um, he's like, but this was like a Friday. He's like, but I'm leaving for vacation oh. tomorrow. you got to be I'm kidding like, me. Yeah. So he's like, I'm oh. going to, um, put you on it's kind of like um i just like can't era, with that right now like, to, like you know keep your your lining thick oh my he's like, god this will stop this will stop your bleeding he's like and then we'll schedule the dnc for two weeks from now from when i come back this is i got i gotta interrupt you for just a second because this is coming up in my life over and over again this anger that i feel when mm-hmm. a woman has to wait with the mental anguish of a miscarriage when it could be taken care of at mm-hmm. an yeah. inopportune time for the doctor, you know, but it's happened so often and it's, it's not okay. And I know it's probably never going to change, but it's, it's damn hard. Yeah. And keep in mind, like I miscarried in January and it's March at this point yeah. <laughs> and it's the beginning of March. So then I had to wait till the end of March to have this DNC. A little bit similar to me where I, I had to do the misoprostol, whatever, didn't work, did the DNC, and then I had the cesarean scar pregnancy in March. So it was like November for me and then March. But having them that close together was extremely hard. Yeah, because it's just like you're just waiting. You can't do anything. You're just waiting. The second one broke me. Yeah, so that one, so that was tough, but we, you know, we got it. Um, he did a hysteroscopy during the DNC, and he also found a polyp, removed the polyp, okay, great, good, all of that, yeah. while I was under, so I didn't have to deal with any of No joke. No kidding. Uh-huh. So that was, that was it. So then, you know, we wait, I want to say May, and we wait until May, so then I went back, and that's when he started 
putting me on letrozole to try, you know, okay. to get pregnant again. So we're actually no, I didn't do letrozole. I take that back. See, I can't even think about this anymore. I guess that's okay. Like, I'm I'm blocking it out of my mind. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> we did actually. I did a round of injectables. Okay, and um, but we did low dosage. It was only like fifty. I did that that month. The one after the his his. You're so people are so good at saying these words. Hysteroscopy. Hysteroscopy. Got it. Yeah. Oh no. You know what? It wasn't May. It was June. I okay. know what it was. Let, let me go back. So when they did the hysteroscopy with the DNC and they took a biopsy of my uterine lining, they found that I had endometritis. <gasps> oh, I didn't which know is you like had inflammation that. Inflammation of the uterine lining. So. Oh my gosh! I to, I, uh, you poor yeah, thing. So I, so they had to put me on antibiotics okay so I was on antibiotics and then I went back in May to do um a follow-up biopsy to see if the antibiotics got rid of the endometritis Mm -hmm. because that hurts like hell so I did did not want one I I I trust I, I believe you I did not want one and I was able to wiggle my way around not getting a biopsy because I was so petrified. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I've had a, I've had a couple now. Um, actually I've had, I've had a total of, I think five hysteroscopies in my life and only one of them was under anesthesia because that was when I had my DNC. Oh, (laughs) so they suck. But anyway, um, God, you're like this, this amazing, tiny warrior machine. (laughs) <laughs> it just like goes and goes and goes at what cost you you know yourself but my god okay i'm 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 just i'm just processing all that you've the, the five yes it was yes very awful um you know but yeah, after yeah. it was like after every miscarriage it's like i had to have one then oh. um you know because i had to make sure everything was okay in my uterus oh. which i'll get to the next one then after that but um uh. so then that biopsy came back normal. So then they're Thank like, okay, God. then you can, you can start the meds. So it was June. It was actually June that I had started, um, injectables and we did a low dosage. It was like 50, um, IU a day, not a big deal. Um, got a couple follicles with that, but he, like my doctor kind of freaked out like, Oh, you're, you know, you have too many follicles here. We need to yeah. trigger you now, you know? So, so he was got irritated he, he was being a little bit conservative in the He's and you were 40 years old now we're at this time or 41 I'm 40, yeah. okay 40. 40 but also I had just come off two miscarriages so maybe oh, that's why gosh. he was being so conservative but that, well that's true you that's true you were showing that you could get pregnant so mm-hmm. yeah and I didn't I didn't conceive that month but then after that it, like irritated me I'm like well let's just try the letrozole so and I was Keep in mind that I was going back to school to get my master's degree during this time, too. Oh, so, gosh. like, my schedule was really tight, you know, trying to get these things in. So, I would skip some months and I wouldn't do, like, Medicaid cycles some months. And then oh, I'd go my back. Gosh. And, you were under um, so much stress. Yeah. Well, and, oh, I know what it was. I got cysts from that cycle, from that cycle um, of injectables. And that's why I was like, screw this. Uh, I'm not doing these anymore. Because I had to sit a cycle out. And then after that, I started letrozole. Yeah. So, I mean, I was getting, like, he had me on a low dosage of, of letrozole, like, um, 
we did 2.5 the one time we did five five milligrams how many follicles would you get on 2.5 i would get one or two okay like and i didn't need like i was ovulating on my own so like i didn't need that so we did up it to five and i was usually getting two really good follicles and a couple others lagging here and there yeah um but so then all of a sudden like i wasn't getting pregnant and at this point i was like really irritated i was pissed off oh god so i said to him i'm like well, it's funny because, like, with our clinic, there's a bunch of different offices. But if you need to go, if they need to see you on the weekends, you have to go to the main office, which is about an hour from me. Oh, gosh. So, but when you go to the main office on, like, a Saturday or a Sunday, you see whatever doctor is on call. Okay. And one of the doctors had said to me that one time I was down there, they're like, well, what's, you know, what's your husband's semen analysis like? And I'm like, well, he mm. never had a semen analysis. Mm. And she was like... What do you mean he never has to? That's the first thing you do when you come here. I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm like, well, maybe they didn't do it because I, I was referred here because of recurrent miscarriage, not because I couldn't get pregnant. Mm. So then I got me, you know, got the, you know, the wheels turning yeah. in my head. And I was like, I think I need this. Yeah. So I went back to my regular doctor and I was like, I want to do a semen analysis. I said, because now I'm not getting pregnant. So... We do a semen analysis and it comes back extremely low. It was like a 5 million count, oh, 5% motility, and like a 0 to 1% morphology. So had he had his sperm checked before? No. Oh, no. gosh. We didn't. There wasn't a need to. We but were. you got pregnant twice. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So he's like, well, maybe he's like, you know, he's asking all these questions. Was he sick lately? Did all, you know, all this other stuff. He's like, well, maybe this is wrong. You know, sometimes that happens. He's like, let's do it again. So we waited a couple weeks and we did it again. And it came back the same. Gosh. And I was like, well, how is this possible? I'm like, you know, I was I was pregnant twice by him, you know. Um, and he's like, well, I don't know. He's like, but you're not going to get pregnant again off these numbers. He's like, so we should do IVF. So that was the very first time I even thought about IVF. And I think I, I probably just rushed into it and I was like, okay, let's do this. Oh man. So we, I got everything set up. I had to have another hysteroscopy to start IVF. Oh, I'm so glad I didn't have to have one. Yeah, so I had to have another one. Um, we got that in. It sucked, whatever. I had to have, the, you know, all the blood work and, you know, the initial blood work and that type of stuff. And then we started IVF January then of that the following year. And I had my retrieval in February. And we had 15 eggs retrieved. Um, only five were mature. Gosh. Only three fertilized and none made it to blast. I can't. I was devastated. I remember that. Mm -hmm. I remember. I almost remember where I was when I was reading the news about that. I was so excited for you to get IVF. Like, she's going to get it. This is going to be it. This is great. She has this many follicles. And, you know, I was just, you know, we don't know what we don't know. That's for damn sure. Exactly. And I, like, that's the thing. You, you know, you live and you learn. But I I wish I would have, like, just... Uh took some time to like That's think about all that because I took this loan and I didn't end up have getting anything out of it. Um, so it took me a little while to recover from that. And then of course the pandemic started. So then 
the, the clinic's office was closed for a little bit. End of part one. Thank you so much for joining me. If you'd like more information, please go to www.notriggerwarnings.com. Check it out. Subscribe. It's totally free. And it lets me know that I'm reaching people. I'll see you next Saturday.